Amazing Grace Kona welcomes you to today's lesson from Pastor Izzy Manzo. Our prayer is that today's lesson will spiritually feed and uplift you. Now, here's Pastor Izzy. In Luke chapter 1, if you would turn there, I'm going to start in verse 5. Now, it's also found in Matthew 1 and 2, but today I'm going to focus just on Luke 1 and 2. Starting in verse 5, we read this. It says, In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zacharias. Now, he was of the division of Abijah, and it says, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. It says, they were both righteous in the sight of God. They walked blamelessly in the commandments and the requirements of the Lord, but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. And it happens that he is performing the priestly service before God. Now, the priestly duties, like go in and set the table of showbread up. It was the 12 loaves of bread the Lord ordained, one for each of the tribes. They would bake them daily and put them before the Lord. They had the menorah with a candlestick. They would have to service that, put the oil. By the way, this is a big honor because there's so many of the Jews and so many in the tribe of Levi that get the privilege to be chosen. But it was so many guys that you were lucky if you were drawn by the lot system, the lottery system, we would call it to get to go do it. By the way, the Bible tells us in Proverbs, the lot is cast into the lap of men. When you throw the roll of the dice or you draw the straw, it's something we cast in the lap of man, but it's every decision is from the Lord. The Lord decides who gets what. So just the fact that this old guy and his wife, who was also advanced in years, are old enough that says she's barren. She can't have child. And he gets drawn to go in and do the priestly service. This is kind of a big deal. So he goes in before the Lord. It says in verse 8, And it happened while he was performing his priestly service before God in the appointed order of his division. It says, According to the customs of the priestly office, that he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord to burn the incense. So he got the incense detail. Not the bread, just the incense, okay? And by the way, the incense represented prayers that would ascend to God. This was to be a sweet-smelling savor, fragrant aroma to the Lord, just a continual burning of incense to say, like prayers continually ascending to God. So the Lord is setting him up for a special day. Zacharias, you get to go bring the prayers before me. Now listen to this. As he's in there, verse 11, here we get to meet Gabriel. An angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the incense altar. He goes to do his job, and an angel shows up. You talk about a nice morning. And it says, just pay attention. I just got to point this out. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw the angel, and fear gripped him. Just so you know, it wasn't a cute little precious moments angel. It was a real one. Because he's going. <laughs> but the angel said to him, you guys know what he's going to say. Do not be afraid, fear not, Zacharias, for your petition has been heard. Now, how many of us want to hear that from an angel that God has heard our prayer? You know, we pray all the time, right? Sometimes we pray when we're in trouble. God, get us out of this. God, I promise if you get me out of this, I'll never do it again. Or we make deals in our prayer times, not to make it seem like we're unspiritual. Anymore. But have any of you ever prayed and felt like you're just talking to a, the air? You're like, not sure, God, are you really hearing me? 
intellectually you, in your brain you might know, but your heart might be going, I am not so sure. I kind of feel like nobody's home. Or if he's home, he ain't answering. And you wish. You just wish. An angel would show up and say, God heard your prayer. Fact, let me tell you what he's going to do. Wouldn't that be a nice pat on the back? Like, prayer's working. You know, I'd, I'd be kind of like, hey, guys, let me tell you. I was praying the other day. And an angel showed up. I mean, I was freaked out, but still, it was good. It would be good because, to me, it would be that confirmation that the Lord really did hear my prayer. He's the guy going in to give the incense offering, the prayers to the Lord for everyone. And the angel is standing right next to the altar and says, can you imagine this? Your prayers have been heard. God has heard you. And he's like, oh, and don't be afraid. Wait, wait, I said that first. Don't be afraid. Prayers have been heard. Wow, what a cool thing. And listen to this. And he tells him now what God is going to do to answer his prayer. This part I love. He says, and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. And you will give him the name John. John, that's the masculine form of Jan. John in Hebrew is God's gracious gift. He's going to give him a son. And he's telling him, you're going to name him God's gracious gift. This is the name, what it translates to. Your prayer's been heard, and you're going to have a boy. And you're going to name him John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. Oh, and the angel told him, verse 15, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. And he'll drink no wine or liquor, for he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while yet in his mother's womb. I find this really interesting because the scripture that says, don't be drunk with wine, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. The, the true best high you could ever get is not from a bottle. It's not drinking alcohol to give you the buzz. The best high you can get is being buzzed on the Holy Ghost. Because there's no hangover. Okay, I mean, you get all the good stuff with it and no bad stuff. There's no drawback, right? And you can't be pulled over and arrested for blowing too high of a number on the little breathalyzer. It gives you the boost, but from the way it's really meant to be, in your spirit. Do you remember Prohibition days? They used to say liquor was called spirits. It opened you up to, not to the Holy Spirit, to other demonic spirits. I've heard some horrible revelations from people that when they start getting a little too sauced, and they all of a sudden, it's like they just direct line to the pit. And the devil's just whispering in their ear and it just keeps coming out of them. It's because they filled themselves with the wrong spirit. Zacharias is hearing this from the angel. You're going to have a son and he's never going to drink. He won't drink alcohol. Instead, he'll be filled with the Holy Spirit while he's still in the mother's womb. He'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, then the angel told him and he will turn back the sons of Israel back to the Lord their God. I want you to pay attention to this. Do you think the children of Israel always followed the Lord? They were always such good God-fearing people, right? What do we read about them in the Bible? It tattles on them all the time. They do evil, and the Lord sends a prophet to say, knock off the evil or you're going to get punished. And if you do what's right, you'll be blessed. Do they always knock off the evil? No. Sometimes they got to go get carried away into captivity. And then 
After a long punishment, sometimes the light goes on, they wake up. Lord, we're sorry. And then, of course, what's our gracious God do? Forgives them, delivers them, brings them back. Well, this is kind of cool. You're a priest, and you're being told you're going to have a boy, and your boy is going to turn the hearts of the people back to the Lord. Do you think he knew as a priest that the hearts of the people wasn't really towards the Lord? I mean, if he'd been doing this a while, he's an old guy. He's been doing the priestly service for a while. He's probably got his finger on the pulse. He probably knows, yeah, they really ain't really into serving God. That's kind of cool. My boy? I mean, dads always want something great for their boy. Your son is going to be great in the sight of the Lord. He's going to turn back the people to the Lord, their hearts. And it is he, verse 17, who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn back the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the disobedient to the attitude of righteousness so as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. He's going to be the forerunner to the Messiah. The guy who says, get ready for the Lord. Prepare your heart. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. The Lord's coming. Now, that's a pretty big billing to be booked on. But who said he's going to do this? The angel Gabriel. And listen to Zacharias. Zacharias said to the angel, now, you're in the temple. You're giving the offering for the prayers. And the angel's telling you God's heard your prayer, and he's giving you the answer right on the spot. And let me show you how good guys are at receiving angelic messages. I'm going to contrast this with how good girls are in just a minute, okay? Because you're going to see a difference in this story. Listen to the attitude of this man, the older spiritual priest. How do I know for certain this is going to happen? For I am an old man and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered him and said, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you to bring you this good news. Gabriel in Hebrew, Gab, but we get the first part of Gabriel's name, Gab. Gab means to talk, to speak. And Gabriel is the one who speaks, re for, and El is for Elohim, the one who speaks for God. Everyone wants God to tell him something. I show up, I'm here to tell you, my name is the one who speaks for God. You wanted an answer. You get the answer, and now you tell me, how do I know? Dude, I stand in God's presence. I came to tell you. I told you. Now listen to this. Some of you know this part of the story, but I think it's awesome. It's even more awesome when you know Gabriel, who speaks for God, says, I've got a judgment for you, bucko, because you don't believe. Behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day that this comes to pass because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. The guy who speaks for God. Let me pick a punishment for you, buddy. You're not going to be able to speak. <laughs> I don't know if you find this humorous like I do, but I think it's funny. I read ahead. It says in verse 21, the people were waiting for Zacharias and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. But when he came out, Verse 22 says, when he came out, he was unable to speak to them. And they realized he had seen a vision in the temple. And he kept making signs to them. And he remained mute. He couldn't talk. 
Now, when the days of his priestly service were ended, he went back home. And after these days, Elizabeth, his wife, became pregnant. And she kept herself in seclusion for five months, saying, This is the way the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked with favor upon me to take away my disgrace among men. Now, her heart was, God, thank you. You've given me a child. It was a disgrace to her to feel, I can't have a child. And it was like the Lord lifted that from her. Now, in the sixth month of her pregnancy, verse 26 is where we're going to get another visit from Gabriel, but to a different person. In the sixth month, it says, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, the descendant of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. He came in, he said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. And it says she was very perplexed at this statement. And she kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The Lord is with me. What? And the angel said to her, do not be afraid. For you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive and you will bear a son. And you will name him Jesus. Now that's the English for the Hebrew, Yahshua, or Yehovah Shua, which Yehovah is the name of the Lord. Shua is salvation. So Jesus' name translated. You go up to him in school. Hey, what's your name? The Lord's salvation. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Angel gave it to me before I even got here. Mom told me all about it. Freaked her out, but she went with it. She told her some other stuff too. And it says, and he will be great. And he will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will have no end. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I'm a virgin? Now, she wasn't saying, I don't believe it can happen. But she just was asking a question like, I've never been with anybody. So I can't be with child. They grew up on farms. They knew how birds and the bees and all that stuff worked. Now, just to show you that she wasn't going like Zacharias, how can this be? I don't believe you. She's more asking the, the question of just like how, but not with disbelief. I can tell she has a different attitude because you guys know how she answers, right? The angel says to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. For this reason, the Holy Child shall be called the son of God. You're not going to have relations with a man. God, who created us, is going to have his spirit impregnate you. His spirit will cause you to be with child. And then the angel told her, and behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who is called barren is now in her sixth month. So Mary gets the news that Elizabeth is with child not from the grapevine, but from the direct heavenly intercom, God sends the angel to tell her. Listen to this. Then the angel said, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed. So she didn't go, I don't believe you. She went, you say so, I got it. Okay. Now at this time, I love what she does next. At this time, Mary arose in a hurry 
and went to the hill country to the city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. Well, she just found out from the angel that Elizabeth's with child. And she's going to have one too. So what she do? She boogies over to see. Let me go run up there and see. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. You remember how it said, the angel said, the child will be filled with the Spirit while still in the mother's womb? When did it happen? When Mary's voice greeted Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth, it's Mary. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit fills her full. I mean, her son is inside. He's filled with the Holy Ghost inside his mom. And she cries out with a loud voice and says, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. Blessed are you, Mary, because you believe. Now, it's funny how the lady's reaction is so much different than the guy's. God says he's going to do this. No problem. They go with it. The guys are like, I don't know. How are you going to do that? But the ladies are like, hey, he said it, man. He's God. By the way, if you have an understanding that there is something that God can't do, there's something impossible for God, you got a really small God. I go with what Gabriel said. I think Gabriel's got it right. There is nothing that is impossible with God. So the women, they got it. And Mary, this is called the Magnificent in my Bible. It's a little title above this paragraph. It's going to be a praise, a magnifying of the Lord, where Mary's just going to spontaneously praise the Lord. What did Mary say when she greeted Elizabeth, when Elizabeth said, you're blessed because you believe what God said, and you're going to be the mother of my Lord. In other words, I'm just going to be bringing up the forerunner to the Christ. You're going to be bringing up the Messiah. Now, does Elizabeth know this? Zacharias can't talk yet, but she had the Holy Spirit. And she knows by the Spirit of God. She know, you know, some of the things we know by the Spirit of God, some of them are like, oh, I don't get it. I have to tell them, have you received God's Spirit yet? Because without His Spirit, this whole thing's a mystery. As soon as you have His Spirit, it's like the veil is lifted off. It's just like, whoa, I, I see it. This is super cool. And listen to this. Mary then cries out, my soul exalts, exalting, exceedingly leaps for joy in the Lord. And my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior, for he has had regard for the humble state of his bondservant. And behold, from this time on, all generations will count me blessed. Why? Because she was humble. You know, the Bible says God's opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And this woman had a humility that God said, I see her humility and her faith, and I'm going to bless her. And she is going to bear the Messiah. By the way, this was the dream of all the Jewish gals. Because they had the promise from the beginning that the Messiah would come from Abraham through Isaac to Jacob. Always repeated the promise over and over and over. And they're just waiting. Somebody gets to have the privilege. But it was this humble girl, Mary. And she said, for the mighty one has done great things for me and holy is his name and his mercy is upon generation after generation towards those 
who fear him. By the way, she's just quoting the Psalms right there. Psalm 103, verse 17, that's a quote. And she said, and he has done mighty deeds with his arm. He scattered those who are proud in thoughts of their heart. And he brought down rulers from their thrones. He exalted those who were humble. And he has filled the hungry with good things. He's sent away the rich empty-handed. This is contrast of how the Lord does deal with different people, isn't it? But Mary recognizes it. She says, and he has given help to Israel, his servant, in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months, and then she returned home. Now at this time, Elizabeth, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to a son. And her neighbors and her relatives heard the Lord had displayed his great mercy towards her, and they were rejoicing with Elizabeth. And it happened on the eighth day, the day when it came time to circumcise the child. Remember, if you have a boy, on the eighth day you circumcise him, and that's the official day what you name the child. Okay, for girls, they get 40 days before the, this ceremony takes place. But with the boys, it's on the eighth day. On the eighth day since we were born, the immune system is at the highest it will be in its entire lifespan. So they go to circumcise the little baby boy, and they came to the father, and they were going to call him Zacharias after the dad. But his mother answered and said, no, indeed, he shall be called John. How did she know that? How did Elizabeth know? Dad must have somehow written something, a note. Honey, we're not calling him Zacharias after me. We're calling him John. And they said to her, there's no one amongst your relatives who's got that name. That's not the tradition. You got to carry on the name. And she goes, nope. So they made signs to the father. What do you want to call him? And he asked for a tablet and he wrote, his name is John. And it says they were all astonished. And at once his mouth was opened, his tongue was loosed, and he began to speak praise to God. And fear came on all those that were living in the area around them. It says, and they were talking about all the matters in the hill countries of Judea. And all who heard were wondering. They kept in mind saying, what will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord is certainly with him. Dad hasn't been able to talk for over nine months. And on the day we're going to name the baby, mom says John, and he writes on the tablet, John. And as soon as he writes, his name is John. And then it says his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, now he joins mom. A little late, but better late than never. He gets filled with the Holy Spirit and he prophesies saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and accomplished redemption for his people. And he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of David, his servant, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets of old, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy towards our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. God made this covenant a long time ago with us. He's fulfilling it. He says, and the oath which he swore to Abraham, our father, to grant us that we, being rescued from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people the knowledge of of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God. 
Isn't it sweet? God's salvation is granted to us by forgiveness of our sins. And it's because of the tender mercy of God. You know, sometimes God gets a bad rap. Like the meanie bikini in the sky, that bad guy is always going to zap us. When I read about him in the scripture, it says he's a God of tender mercy. What does it say in Lamentations? His mercy is new every morning. And great is his faithfulness. He's such a merciful God. And he causes the sunrise on high to visit us. Sunrise on high. I wonder who he's talking about. Now, this says S-U-N in my Bible, not S-O-N. But it is God's son to shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. He quotes Isaiah chapter 9, the passage about the Messiah. Just coincidence, right? He just threw this in that you'll cause to shine upon us that sunrise of the Messiah. He says, and the child then continued to grow and become strong. John did in the spirit, and he lived in the desert until the day of his public appearance to Israel. Amazing Grace Kona thanks you for listening to today's lesson. You can listen to today's lesson or any of the radio lessons on iTunes titled Celebrate the Lord. And if your travels take you to Kailua Kona on the big island of Hawaii, come visit us. We meet Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. on the beach at the north end of the old Kona Airport. For more information on Amazing Grace Kona, go to our church website at AmazingGraceKona.com. Amazing Grace Kona is the original Calvary Chapel Kona.